You have to do the work. Sounds like something in the world, doesn't it? The world's always telling you, well, you've got to make the money. Well, you've got to do the work. Nobody's going to give it to you. Well, that's where it's different in the inner journey. God gives you everything, and you have to be open enough to receive it. God gives you a call. Hey, come on, let's go inside. Let's meditate. Come, I'll show you the way home. And you responded by saying, I want initiation. Give me the sacred names. And God responded and gave you a teacher who could give you those sacred names that you could walk this journey home. And you responded by sitting down and starting to do the meditation, chanting those names, longing for God, looking for the loving and finding the loving and following the loving. And God responded by putting that loving before you that is the Holy Spirit to assist in cutting away all those things that are of your own negative nature that set between you and God. You set it there and it now sits there. It's almost like an icebreaker going before you, cutting away and cracking away this great depth of darkness and putting its light before you so that you can make your journey forward. So yes, you can be like a child because you are a child of God and keep asking God, are we there yet? (coughs) And God will go, yep, you're there. This is it. Here we are. And you look around and go, this is it? And God goes, well, where you are is right where you need to be right now, so enjoy it. But know that every meditation, whether you were aware of anything or not, maybe you are in a state of nothingness right then, there is still something taking place. Loving ever is transforming. Loving is ever opening. Loving is ever moving us forward. It's just up to us to follow the loving. Just like it's up to us to follow the shepherd if we're a sheep in the flock. The shepherd doesn't walk behind the flock to get them to go forward. The shepherd goes before the flock, ever calling the flock to follow. Well, that's how the Holy Spirit does in our meditation. The Holy Spirit goes before us. That sacred name, that frequency, that loving goes before us to clear a path, to direct us, as clearly and as quickly as possible to get to the green pastures. And that's a straight path, as straight as they can make it. They don't go around three, four, or five different mountains to get to a green pasture that's in sight. They make the straightest pathway for the flock to go. And that's what this Holy Spirit does. And at times it may seem like, well, what am I over here for? Why am I having to go through this? I thought this was going to be a straight and narrow path and all this stuff would be cleared away. Well, part of this action too is that 
those things that we truly created for ourselves, where we haven't learned the lesson yet, <clears throat> and it's important for us to learn, the Holy Spirit might actually take us on a detour in order for us to go and complete something that we have not completed, that we must complete, called experience something that we started and bring it to fulfillment so that we can get back on the main road and go further. And so you may have found that as well. You're going, this is part of getting to God? I don't think so. What am I doing this for? Why am I having to suffer if this is all about God loving me and me loving God? Well, maybe the suffering is something that you created for yourself, but you never fulfilled it. You never looked at it and learned the lesson of it. And so God goes, well, let them go into that. Let them fulfill that so that it's done. I don't want anything to stand between me and them. I don't want anything to draw them back down that is an incomplete. So God will take you into that part of your experience in the outer to fulfill it, to learn it, to neutralize it so it has no appeal to you, no memory for you. It's complete, it's done, it's nothing now. And then you can go on further on your path. So you may find at times, yes, you're following the Holy Spirit, you're following the loving, and all of a sudden it walks you into a little bit of hell. Just for a moment. But it's that hell that you created and that you've got to clear. When I've gone into those, and I've gone into many of them, I have found for myself at first... I was judging God. I was judging myself. I did a lot of different things. And then one day I realized, wow, you know, this is kind of good. It's reminding me of what I would be living in if I wasn't living in the loving. And then I got to a place of thanking God. Okay, thank you, Lord. I'll go do this. And I also found that because I took that attitude with me, that it was an amazing experience of how the Holy Spirit did go in there with me and guide me and assist me and give me clarity so that I could get through this area of my experience quickly and on back onto the main course of loving. And then I didn't have such a challenge. We make life hard. We make life challenging by our approach to it, by our attitude with it. Just change your approach, just change your attitude, and something can be very, very different in how we live it, how we experience it. It'll be very different. It's just up to each of us to do that. I used to go to hospitals and visit different people. And at this one hospital, I would often go and visit people that didn't have anyone coming to visit them. They were alone or their family was far away. And so I would go and I would visit them. Just walk in and say, hi, my name is Jim Gordon. And I just 
thought I'd come in and say hello and see how you're doing. I know you don't know me and I don't know you, but I'd like to. And most people would ask you to sit down and, and talk a little bit. Some people would send you away. But it was very interesting to do that because you could see how everybody was approaching their life by just how they responded to a movement of loving coming into their room, a movement of acceptance of just who they are, not expecting anything other than just to be with them and to hear their story. And it was amazing to hear how people laid blame, laid guilt on themselves or on other people for why they were there. And I remember I was sitting with a woman one time who had cancer. And she had just been diagnosed and was fretting about, oh my God, I've got to do radiation and chemotherapy and I don't want to do this and how do I get out of this? And she was going to plead with God, you know, please heal me and I'll do a better life and, and all of this. And, and so she started just telling me all this. And then she started putting blame. Well, it's, it's my kid's fault, you know. They just put all this on me and I had to do everything for them. I didn't take care of myself. And because of all the stress and not eating right and everything, here I've got cancer now. And it, it was very funny. I looked at her just listening and she said, don't look at me that way. And I said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to look at you that way. But what is that way that you're talking about? And she said, you're saying I'm wrong. I thought, I didn't think I said that, <laughs> but maybe I did. And she said, well, how am I wrong? What, what do you mean I'm wrong? And so I looked and I said, well, you know, I've had cancer. And I didn't have anybody to blame. There was nobody I could point my finger at and say, well, it's their fault. And I had to realize that whatever reason I had cancer, it was for me to accept that I created it somehow. And I said, maybe you don't believe in past lives. And she said, I don't even know if I believe in God, let alone past lives. And I said, well, I do. I believe in God and I believe in past lives. <clears throat> and I think that sometimes we can create imbalances in our consciousness by not fulfilling our life and learning the lessons. And those things can come back upon us to force us to learn the lesson. And I found that cancer was a great lesson for me. I learned so much from that experience. And she said, I want to think about this a little bit. Could you come back in a few days and let's talk again? I said, sure. Well, I went back in a few days and she was already released. She wasn't there. And I went, well, you know, I guess that's that. So I went down the hall and I visited a couple of other people. And I'd usually just do one, maybe two at a time, because sometimes it would be rather impactful on my energy to deal with, with uh, people's processes. But as I was walking out, I, the, they were changing shifts, and I saw one of the nurses, and she went and she said, come back, come back, don't leave yet. And so I went back, and she caught me going out the door, 
And she said, come back upstairs. I've got a note for you from, I forget her name now. <clears throat> and she said, uh, I wrote, opened the note and it said, would you please come to my house? Here's my phone number. Here's my address. I want to continue our conversation. And so I did. I called her and she said, damn it, I'm mad at you. <laughs> and I went, what? Okay, you're mad at me. So why are you mad at me? She said, because it's all my fault. It's nobody else's fault but mine, isn't it? And I said, well, how did you come to that? And she said, I've had dreams about all kinds of things that I've done in this lifetime. And I went, this lifetime? She said, yeah, yeah, we'll go over that later. <laughs> and she said, and I have to take responsibility for all these things I've laid on other people. And I've got to change my attitude. I've got to be different. And I said, you don't have to be. She says, if I want to get well, I do. And I'm going to get well. So she started doing some work. And we talked periodically. She went into therapy. And she started meditating. Well, the chemotherapy and the radiation she went through, she did well with it. She recovered from the cancer. And one day I went over to visit her. I mean, it was months and months later. And as I was going in the door, her teenage daughter was coming out to go somewhere. And her daughter said, are you Jim? And I go, yeah. And she goes, thank you. I said, why? What happened? And she said, you've given me a whole new mom. Thank you. And that was great. I mean, that was just the best blessing I could receive for what I was doing. But I know how important it is for people to understand this journey and how hard it is to understand this journey when we're looking at it from the outside and we're caught up in the outside. Sometimes we need somebody who can give us clarity on what this journey is really all about and to give us light on this path that we're walking. Because we've been walking in this valley of shadows for so long, all we see are the shadows. All we see are the darkness. In those shadows and those darkness, that darkness we created. And we've allowed ourselves to live in the shadows rather than in the light. Look for the light. And that's what this pathway is about. It's looking for the light inside in our meditation. And then it's listening for that still small voice of God and following that voice wherever it calls us to go. And it will call us to go straight and narrow towards God. But it may call us into a few other little experiences, side journeys, to get there. And let it be all right. And you know what? You don't have to be happy about it. You can even kind of grunt and moan and complain a little bit about it. But don't get caught up in it. Get yourself back and focusing on the light. Get yourself caught up following that voice of God, that sound current. Get yourself caught up in following the loving through whatever it is. And keep putting the loving before you every day. Every day when I wake up, the very first thing I do is I say, And Lord, I ask that the Holy Spirit go before me this day, clearing away any and all distractions and disturbances, that I might keep my eyes on you and my loving with you. 
And that's important. That's this pathway, and that's this purpose in life. Now, other people that aren't, aren't on this pathway, that aren't drawn into this, it's because they still have experience to do in the world. And that's great. It's great, and they should be there to do that, to fulfill that for themselves, so that when that fulfillment happens, they can begin the next part of the phase of returning home to God. Some of us are on a phase of life going out into worlds and experiences. And for some, it's returning back, going inside and returning back from which we came. It's for each of us to decide what path that is we're on. And then go it, go do it fully. If it's on the outer, hey, go out and have a good time and do the outer fully. Enjoy it, appreciate it, learn from it. Even those things that are hellish, go live them and do them and learn from them and then complete them and move on. And if you're on the inner journey, do that fully, 100%, which means do the meditation. And the other things that we ask you to pay attention to is loving, accepting, and forgiving yourself, others, and God. No, it's so easy to do, but yet it's so hard to do because of what the mind puts on it. Loving. Well, I'm not going to love my mother-in-law. What are you talking about? No, you move into loving with them. You move into appreciation with them. And if you don't feel the loving, if you don't know the loving, if you can't share the loving with them, you then move into acceptance of them and accept them just as they are. Just as they are. And through that acceptance of just who they are, you may find yourself being able to appreciate them and in the appreciation learn to love them in a way that you weren't able to do so before. And then you can hear their voice, you can see what they're doing to themselves, see what they're doing to others, and accept it. That's who they are, and this is how they're living their outer journey, or maybe their inner journey. And I have to allow them to do that. And we may have to do some forgiveness with them and within ourselves, <coughs> with ourselves, with how we've done with them in the past or how they've done with us in the past, in order to accept them, in order to love them. But the key with this pathway is, it's all about you. So in truth, it's about you loving you, it's about you accepting you, and it's about you forgiving you. It's not about them. It's really about yourself. So love and accept and forgive yourself, and then others, and be responsible for your thoughts and your feelings. Oh my God, here he goes again. And your actions and your reactions. But those are the tools by which we get home. Pay attention to those words and think about them, contemplate them, move them around inside of you over and over and over and over and over and over and over until you finally begin to understand what it means to be responsible for your thoughts and your feelings, your actions and your reactions. 
Those are the only tools we give you <coughs> to get home to God. The sacred name of God, the light and the sound, the loving, accepting, and forgiving, and being responsible for your thoughts and your feelings, your actions and your reactions. That's not just a whole lot compared to what the world gives us and throws at us to do. And that may be something to look at too. You know, the world really gives us keys by which to live in the world and make our life in the world successful according to the standards of the world. But some of us may take on the attitude in one lifetime, well, I want them to do it for me. I don't want to have to do it. Or, well, I don't know how to do that. It's too hard. It's too complicated. It's too much work. Or whatever. I'll just take the easy road. I don't want to have to do all that hard work. And maybe we've brought that attitude into our meditation, hoping that maybe the Holy Spirit will do it for us, that the teachers will do it for us. Or we'll just take the simple way and we'll just meditate once in a while whenever things are getting hard to bring God present in our life again so that maybe things will smooth out because we called on God's name and got God back here. This is about living it daily, living it fully, and not having God just in a five-minute meditation or a two-hour meditation, but having God in everything we do, having the loving before us in everything we do and every place we go, of taking responsibility for our thoughts and our feelings in every moment, in every situation, in every action, in every reaction, so that we begin to find inside of ourselves that straight and narrow path, that simplicity, that road that lies within us that takes us back home to God. It's oh so important that we do that. It isn't about the meditation itself. It's about all of it. It's about how we are living our lives. How are we approaching situations every moment of every day? How do we approach those people that we're in conflict with? How do we approach those conflicts within ourselves that we ourselves created and promoted and allowed and manifest every day by feeding it and bringing it forward and doing it one more time? We are the creator of our life. We created it. God created you. And God created you as a loving being, a child of God. And we've taken that creation and brought it down into this level of creation. And we have made of it what we've made of it. And it's not always pleasant to look on it and say, boy, did I ever screw this up? I was perfect and whole and loving and in God's presence. And look where I am. What happened? And there's nobody to blame but me? 
What the hell is this about? And what, I have to get myself out of hell by getting all these things that I've done that put me here balanced and corrected? Well, that's the way it is. You put yourself here and God says that it's up to you to get yourself out of it. You do the work. It took a lot of work for you to get to this place. Believe me. And you did the work well. So well that sometimes we forgot who we really are, where we really came from, and what our destination really is. It's so funny because talking about GPS systems, one time I was up in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and I had set the GPS system for a location I was going to go to. And I'm very good at taking directions usually. But I'm driving, and all of a sudden, have you ever just driven out of your home and you're going to go to some place, but all of a sudden you find yourself at the parking lot of the grocery store, and you go, what am I doing here? You just kind of phased out, and you just went on automatic, and there you are. And then you're going, well, where was I going? <laughs> and how did I get here? Did I need anything here? Well, I put the GPS system on, I set it, and I'm following this voice telling me where to go. Go straight for two miles, and at the next intersection, take a right. And so on and so forth. Well, all of a sudden I'm driving, and I keep saying, hearing this voice going, um, course correction being made, or something like that. And I go, what? And I realize I'm somewhere else. My mind has just phased out and gone somewhere else, and I've just been driving around. And this poor little lady in this little box is going, course correction being made again. <laughs> and all of a sudden I realized I have to pay attention. I've got to listen to this voice that's directing me somewhere where I don't know how to get to. And so I made a focused effort, and I said, I'm going to pay attention, and I'm going to get where i got to go. Well, I was miles away from where I needed to be. I had a very short route to go, I found out later, to get from where I was to where I wanted to be. But I was way off in another part of town, just driving around. Why, I don't know. But after that, I learned I've got to pay attention to that little voice that's guiding me out of that box. Well, that's what this pathway is about. Yeah, you can say, God, 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 I want to get home. How do I get home to you? But you can't go on automatic and start wandering through life again. You've got to pay attention to God's voice directing you there. God is ever calling us home. We hear it as a sound. We see it as a light. We feel it as a movement of loving. But they're all subtle. They're all of spirit and spirit only, not of the physical. And the physical can distract us and get us way off course if we're not careful. So it does mean that you've got to be responsible to stay awake and pay attention. Be responsible. 
and listen to that still small voice that is directing you. Don't go in there. Come on, let's go forward. Don't go back and do that again. Let's go forward. Where are you going? Okay, course correction being made. Turn around at the next block. Make a U-turn when possible or whatever it might say to you to get you back on the road to God. But if you do go off course, just be aware, just as the GPS system will correct your course, <coughs> so will the loving, so will the Holy Spirit, so will that still small voice and that light that goes before you. It's just up to you to begin to follow it, to begin to give it more importance and to go the course that it sets for you. And it is a straight and narrow path that will widen in time and will get you to God quicker by you going through all these obstacles that you've created for yourself. But the loving dissolves them. The loving assists you in moving through them. And you realize they're nothing but your own imagination. It's amazing when you really confront a huge fear inside of you. You really just come right up to it and look at it and go, oh my God, okay, I'm going to walk through this now. And as you walk through the fear, all of a sudden it just dissolves. It's like, I was afraid of that? That was nothing. That's right. It was nothing except what you had created for yourself as an obstacle. And that's what you'll find on this pathway of going home to God. All those things you think are going to stop you, that you put in place to stop you, they can't stop you. You're just going to move right through them with grace, with ease, with loving, with joy. As you begin to realize nothing can stand between you and God but yourself. So pay attention. Pay attention when you put on that GPS system in your car and pay attention to the true GPS system that lies within you. You have it. You have had it all the time. It's your soul. And you turned on that GPS system. You woke the soul up inside of you to the truth, the moment you got initiated and began to bring those names, those sacred names forward in your life. And have held your focus upon that still small voice inside that is ever guiding you, giving you direction to bring you home. It's just that simple. And it's just that wonderful. God loves you. And you love God. Maybe you don't know it fully yet, but you do. And then there's a day in your meditation where all of a sudden you know it. And then when you talk to share, share about it with others, you just get teary-eyed and so joyful and grateful because the lovingness is always so present with you now. Once you have that happen, then you meditate regularly, willingly, because you just want more of the loving. I don't need all these experiences. Forget that. I just want the loving. I want the loving in my life. And that's what this is about. 
forget the experiences that I've shared, that Brian may have shared over the time, and just live in the loving. That's what this pathway is about. God is loving. Your soul is loving. Guess what? This pathway is loving. If you live that, you will be fulfilled. And you'll get home to God. No challenge, no problem. You will get home to God. All right. Well, thank you all.